Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star, double-rated astronavigatrix. Oh, uh, 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 what? Space, herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Starcrashed. In this podcast, we talk about movies released before the year 2000. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So before we get into the movie that we're going to talk about in this episode, I was kind of just interested in hearing if there's anything else you want to talk about, some media or something that, uh, you know, was just fun <laughs> since the last time. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, um, I have watched, uh, and now I feel I'm going to repeat myself from uh, the last episode where I also said I have watched a TV show uh, that I want to talk about. (laughs) Not the same one as last time though. Uh, This is another one and this one is on Netflix Uh, and I kind of watched this because we might have talked about maybe watching the movie this is based on and I'm talking about Dark Crystal (gasps) Age of Resistance. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna watch it though until I've seen the movie. Well, like, I had I seen the movie of... before, so you know, for oh, me, it yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah, of course. But like, I was thinking about that. That just today, seriously, just today, I was like, I need. We need to get on that. We need to get on the dark, dark crystal because I really want to yes. see the television. Yes, yes, looks so good. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yes, go on. So yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I do recommend watching the movie first. Um, the TV show is a prequel, so like chronologically, it takes place before the movie. But I think knowing what happens in the movie, knowing where it ends, sort of gives an- another dimension to the TV sh- series because you're like, oh, I know where this uh, is going to lead. You know, it, it's uh-huh. <laughs> it's building up things that for new viewers is it's not going to be obvious, but for people mm. who've seen the film, it's like, aha, I see what you're doing there. Um, so I think that's. That is what I recommend, uh, seeing the movie first. But it, it was an awesome series. Um, and I, I think there's uh, room for a season two. Uh, because Ooh, the, the, nice. TV sh- the TV show doesn't... Or season season one of the TV show doesn't end where the movie begins. So there's there's room for more more stories to tell there. And I think there's some questions that remains to be answered from season one. So, uh, But it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, that's um, so nice to hear because it does look amazing. And I've really yes. stayed... I was almost going to say the fuck away, but I've, I've really <laughs> stayed really away from any sort of spoilers or trailers because I, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to watch it. So I really tried to keep, keep it a clean, clean slate or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, And I'm really impressed with how true to the original film they've stayed i mean mm. the, the models they're using they look like it's the same models pretty much yeah uh, i know i know awesome. it isn't i know they have recreated them but they look oh they look great um and all the sort of easter eggs and the hints and the the uh, allusions to the movie that's in the TV show is just awesome. I'm just like, oh, this is nerd heaven, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm excited now. Oh, have 
to watch so, that one. But first, yeah, I really want to watch it. the movie. <laughs> so it'll have to wait for a while. Well, I mean, we, we might have it on yes, our plan, future plans for the podcast. <laughs> so uh, I think it's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then I can finally watch the television series. <laughs> uh, but that's awesome. I don't have a television series that I want to bring up, but I did watch a movie that I kind of want to just comment a little bit. And that is Us by Jordan Peele. It had uh, it was released, I believe, in this spring. So I'm a bit late to the party, but uh, it was uh, I rented it basically, and it was a really interesting horror movie. Uh, have you seen it or? No, I no. haven't, and I'm not sure I know which one it is actually. Um, it stars. Uh my crush Lupita Nyong'o oh. so I was like when going into this movie I was like okay Jordan Peele who did uh, Get Out who was really it was a really ah, popular movie mm-hmm. yeah mm. uh, I know that so one Jordan Peele I was like yes Lupita Nyong'o starring as the main role yes <laughs> <laughs> and then I was sold and I didn't I really stayed away from trailers and everything because I knew I was going to see it so uh, but anyway, so I didn't really know any like plot lines or twists yeah. or anything. I'm looking up the poster now, and I recognize the poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's I've really heard of, creepy of it. Cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't recognize the, the name of it, but mm. now now that I see the poster, yeah, yeah it's almost like too one. short to be rememberable or yeah, yeah memorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just a really uh, fun little horror movie that it's it's really it's not one of those where you're like. You, it, it's it's exciting and it's like tense but it's not horror mm-hmm. as in oh it's i i'm gonna jump from the couch because i'm so scared it's not one mm-hmm. of those for me at least um i guess that depends on what your level of fearness <laughs> is <laughs> but i uh, yeah, just really well acted and really neat little movie it it did get a bit I mean he likes to take it a bit off the rails and I kind of applaud him for that honestly Uh, and he did have a really fun twist at the end but I really can't say anything more than that unless spoiling it and I don't want to do that because it's Mm. so new so Uh, I just I recommend it it's an interesting watch Um, and Lupita Nyong'o is just Mm. she I mean (laughs) honestly her her uh, her um, acting in this movie is just amazing. Sweet. She should be in everything. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I will add it to the watch list. Do so. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up, or otherwise, I have a podcast recommendation? Uh, well, if sure, uh, if we want to talk about podcast mm-hmm. recommendations too, um, I recently started uh, listening to one that is called uh, the Vintage RPG Podcast. Oh, uh, they don't have a lot of episodes out, uh, or well, I mean, they have a few. They have, I guess, about the same amount as us. Um, uh, but they talk about older RPGs and newer ones as well. Um, but it was, cool. uh, I just randomly found it because I was apparently following them on Instagram. So I was just like, oh, a podcast. Let's I listen to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Sometimes when you try out the podcast, you kind of feel like, eh, it wasn't for me. But here mm. I just... I really like the hosts, you know, it, it clicked for me. Mm. I, I, I want to listen to them, so I keep uh, keep listening. And uh, it's been really fun so far. Um, cool. So if you're into, you into role-playing games, maybe check that one out. Sounds awesome. 
well, I'm not a RPG person just because I basically have no experience on it. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like a neat little nice casual podcast. Is that yeah. the correct? And it's nerdy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like nice. I am. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, my recommendation or sort of more like excitement uh, is that the fact that um, um, you must remember this if you've ever listened to that one. Uh, it's no. sort of like just a, a woman talking about um, old Hollywood and stories about hmm. actors, directors, models, people who have like been in the Hollywood industry and it's always like let's say 80s and back so mm, cool and that's just a, oh, it's so well produced and amazing really and it was earlier this year or maybe it was last year um it said that it was going on like a hiatus indefinitely and I was like no mm. heartbroken don't do this to me you must remember this uh but then recently on on Instagram there was like a hint of, of there's actually going to be a lot more from that podcast Sweet. Uh, soon. So I'm really excited about that one because it's just one of those cozy, but at the same time, kind of, you can get really get heartbroken listening to some of the life stories um, where people sort of have dreams and then they <laughs> get um, destroyed by the Hollywood machine almost <laughs> uh, but it's really really nice podcast so if you haven't listened to that I do recommend that one cool. uh, so join me in the excitement for that <laughs> cool yeah I'll check it out do so but that's it from me at least I really want to get into the movie that we're going to talk yes. about in this episode <laughs> and that is a romance comedy movie called Heaven Can Wait from 1943 starring Jean Tierney among others uh, and it was awesome yes <laughs> <laughs> the plot what is it about <laughs> can anyone even know <laughs> um, well sort of uh, continuing our theme from last time this mm -hmm. one is also a bit about death uh, because the movie starts out with this um, old man who comes down to hell uh, and he meets the devil and the devil is like, why are you here? Uh, and then the rest of the movie is him telling his life story and sort of saying that, you know, I wasn't really that good of a guy uh, and I made mistakes um, and uh, these are the ones <laughs> and he's telling his life story uh, from when he was a young lad to when he grew older he married he had a family and uh, till he died and then um, I don't know we're gonna get more into details later but th that's basically it uh, and then at the end of the film spoilers uh, the devil is like you're not really that bad <laughs> so go up <laughs> Yeah, these like small indiscretions of yours is not enough. No. Which is why... Okay, I'm going to go into my theory immediately. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I feel like... Because this is smack in the middle of World War II. Mm. And there is a scene in this movie. Because at one point, uh, the, the wife, Jean Tierney, runs away <laughs> from her husband. Yeah. And he's like, we've lived a happy life. I can't, I don't understand what's happened. Why is she running away from me? Why does she want a divorce? And she's basically saying, you're cheating on me. 
You always mm-hmm. have been. You're cheating on me. I want something else, basically. And mm-hmm. then they mm-hmm. sort of bond she's over She's had the... enough. Yeah. yeah, she's had enough. And then they bond over the fact that they have a lovely son. And they sort of, they're sort of like, well, we actually have a pretty good life together. Uh, I'm going to forgive you. Uh, and I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this is almost the kind of movie... I'm going to get cynical now, and I'm so sorry. But it's almost like... Your husband is away on army duty right now. Mm. He might fuck around a bit. Mm. Uh, but he that is not something you're gonna like wish him to go to hell for. You're gonna forgive your husband when he comes back. Because you might have a family and you might have a life uh, where you're actually quite content and happy. So forgive your husband for fucking around, essentially. I don't mm. know. It's a theory. But... Uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, something I thought when I was watching the movie, but absolutely, that's something you can read into it. Um, and I think it's very important to point out that this came out in the middle of World War Two, and I think a lot of why it is so positive while at the same time sort of trying to make po- <laughs> make scenes of the negative things uh is because it is being made in a time in the world where almost everything else is going to hell. <laughs> but this movie is like, no, but you will be fine. You will go to heaven. Like, mm. it, there, there is um, a message in there that I think is aimed towards the world at large at this time point where, you know, you will, you will have to do some less good things, but at the, at the end... It's not the details that matter. It's, you know, did you earn up to your mistakes and and things like that that Mm -hmm. will matter. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's very centered around family and family values. And Mm. the fact that the uh, the Jean Tierney's um, mother and father, they have a really toxic relationship. In a in a hilarious and really annoying scene at the same time, <laughs> where at a di- at a breakfast table, yes. they're sitting across <laughs> from each other. They're really like classic style, you know, rich people. They can barely hear each other because the table is so long, and they have their servant uh, or staff person. I don't know what it's called in English. Butler, but- kind of. Yeah, yeah, butler. And he has to deliver messages between these two assholes. And and they're just the worst. And I feel like, I, I think his name was Jasper. And I was like, like Jasper is employee of the century, honestly. <laughs> I hope he gets a raise every day for, you know, putting up with these two <laughs> people. <laughs> he was so yeah. professional. And it was so funny because at that point, you know, um, her parents were not talking to each other. They were kind of yeah. annoyed at each other. And the wife was sitting reading like the comic strip in the paper and the, the husband wanted that. So he sent Jasper to sort of get it. And she was like, no, I want to finish it. And then, you know, they were sort of talking back and forth. And eventually she ends up spoiling the comics for yes. the husband. Like, <laughs> like, this is what happens. Yes, just shut up. <laughs> Oh man, it's such a weird scene. <laughs> I can't it. help but think of, you know, modern society where we are like, oh no, spoilers. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh, and she's I like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
mean, this is sort of like on a level of I'm gonna tell you how Game of Thrones ends. Yes. You know, you bastard. <laughs> funny papers. Spoiling the funny papers back in 1910 or whatever. Oh, how could you? So yeah, they, the two of them sort of contrasting uh, Jean and her husband. Like the, the husband is the main character here, but Jean is, is the star, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mar- Martha Strabel, I think her Martha character Martha Strabel and yeah. Jack, I want to say. Or did Henry. Just look, Hen- okay, it just looked like yeah. a Jack then. Um, <laughs> she can call Hen- him Jack if you yeah, want, but I think his name no, was Henry. I- I'll remember Henry. Henry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and their relationship being really loving and tender and, and, and supportive. So I I think it was kind of used as a contrast as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, a really big focus on, on, on family values, I feel. Yeah. Mm. And also, I mean, uh, we, we do get to see Henry as uh, a child and as a young adult in mm-hmm. the movie as well. And I think that also, um, like you say, has to do with the moral of, of the family value of the film, mm. um, how they want to show his relationship to his parents and and his uh, grandfather as well, which was one of my favorite characters <gasps> in the movie. Oh, he I was so him. funny. <laughs> oh, he was a bit. He, you know, he was a bit. Uh, uh, he was very sharp in like mm. the way he was talking. Very, you know, funny, mm-hmm. but also re- very uh, sharp and sort of, you know, the things he said they were. Jokes, but sort of jokes with a bite, you know. It was yeah. really funny, was and he wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't or, the sh- oh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't yeah. ashamed of what he was doing. He's just like, you know, I'm an old man now. I can say what I want, kind yes. of guy. And he was also so <laughs> adventurous. He like he was really like, yeah, Henry, your wife has run away on you. You need to go and beg for her forgiveness and yes. like make amends here, you dumb, dumb. <laughs> and then they're off like with the cart and everything. I was just. He was terrific, awesome mm. character, I feel like, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would also just, stepping away from the story um, part for a bit, but the interiors and the costumes, everything was really lush and felt really expensive. Like they'd really put in put in some money in this movie. Would you agree to that? Yes, mm. yes. Um these characters, you know, they're supposed to be part of, like, upper-class families, rich families. Um, and I think the the their houses and the their furniture and interior of the houses really uh, play on that. You know, they're mm. sort of beautiful, but also, like, classical in, in the much. kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so much stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but it it looked uh, it looked really good. Uh, yeah, but the costumes as well, like the the colors and everything. The, this is shot in Technicolor, so it really like all the colors really pop. Mm. Uh, and some of the dresses uh, look really amazing. Uh, not historically accurate, <laughs> but historically inspired, <laughs> mm. and really just fun to watch. There was one like. A black dress at the when there was an opera singer at a party uh, early on in the movie mm-hmm. yeah uh, and there was one guest there who wore a black dress with some really sparkly um, mm. sparkles on it and it looked amazing 
So yeah, yeah a few dresses there that I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, mm. my God, something that wasn't sparkly and lovely and nice and looked amazing. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to oh, say. Oh, you think, yes. Yeah. Who did Jean Tierney's hair for the last part of the movie? Yeah. Fuck me, that was horrible. It looked like a roadkill. Seriously. <laughs> like if a roadkill and a sandwich had a baby and then it was birthed on her head. Essentially, that's what it looked like. Nothing in history looked like that ever. So if this is supposed to be like the 30s or something, no way. Pics or it didn't happen because that shit's horrid. <laughs> How can you do that to a beautiful face like jeans? I can't ah, cry. <laughs> so, so for the listeners who may be a bit confused <laughs> here, uh, what we are talking about is when uh, Martha, who is played by Jean Tierney, is being aged because we, we get to follow her from a young woman till uh, later in life. Um, and she gets... I think it's a wig, or maybe it's her own hair. I think but it's a wig. They ha- but yeah, it's they have tried. Her, her real hair. They, they have tried to like you know, put you know a, f- a few gray parts in the hair and sort of made her make try and make her her look older, and it doesn't succeed because it's so damn ugly. <laughs> I mean, it's like two two sausages like fall on the side of her head, and then they like sweeped it a bit forward. And it's just sitting there. It's like a goddamn couch on her head. But it collapsed. The couch collapsed. And then the goddamn roadkill had a sleep on the couch. I'm getting really animated here. I so... Oh my god. I mean, otherwise, I think the... the... How can you do that? Didn't somebody say in production... Like, yeah, we've got this really, really good-looking actress. I know what I want to do. I want to put a fucking couch on her head. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. She'll look aged by then. Yeah, mm, gorgeous. Perfect. <laughs> and it's so weird because oh. I think the the makeup and everything else in the film looks good. It's, it's pretty much just her wig that's so off. Right, that's why it's like a sore thumb in the eye of... Whatever I mean, the expression is. If you take out, if you sort of like put something over your screen so you can't see her hair and just look at her face yeah, and the makeup they put, they, they put on on her face to try and make her look older, it looks fine. Yeah. But the hair is just, oh. It's the worst. Yes. It's the worst. Is there an anti Gordon that I can give out? <laughs> Do we have something like that? Like, uh, a turd? Did we have something like that when we did our like end of the year thing? I don't year? remember, but that would be like a would a Ming, because oh, our, a, a Ming, yes. A Gordon is named I, after Flash Gordon, so I think a, Ming a Ming would be Emperor Ming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this goddamn hair is gonna get the Ming from me. <laughs> it has to get really, really shitty from something else until <laughs> December for me to not give this a Ming. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh. yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Goddamn. But apart from that, um, <laughs> it was a really pretty movie. 
yes, yes, it was. And I, it's it's one of those like traditional Hollywood movies. When you think when you think of a Hollywood movie, mm. this is the kind you think of. And that was actually one of the reasons that we chose it. Um, because we when we choose movies to watch for this podcast, we try to vary our selection and sort of take movies from different time periods and movies in different styles and so on. Um, and you suggested that you know, oh, I want to, I want to explore, you know, the old Hollywood movies mm. a bit. And we we uh, we have talked about uh, the Ghost and Mrs. Muir before, which mm. also stars Gene Tierney, uh, but we couldn't both get access to that, so we sort of yeah, skipped it. But then we yeah. found Heaven Can Wait, uh, and we were like, "Yeah, both can watch this one. Let's pick it." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, the kind of dialogue that they had or that they usually wrote in this film these films is unlike any dialogue we have today. I think because it's yeah. so sharp and witty and just yeah intelligence <laughs> yes um it's it's very worthy it's very talky mm. um this a lot of the movie is, is dependent on the dialogue while today we make movies that maybe are you know dependent on other things in mm. a scene but here is the dialogue that drives forward most of the film um if you're not used to seeing that kind of film it might be a bit unusual might take a while for you to get used to it but once you do and you really start to appreciate the artwork that is the dialogue Mm. it's 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 great it's so beautiful so yeah yeah i couldn't agree more um going back to the podcast recommendation that i did (laughs) earlier which was of course very spot on considering the episode Mm -hmm. like the movie Mm -hmm. that we were talking about this episode but like, if you listen to that um, that podcast, I know that there's a Gene T- Tierney episode and that, that I've listened to that. Mm. So check that out if you want to know a little bit more about her. I believe that it was did kind of take a tragic turn for her, unfortunately. But that oh. is that is most of the case. I feel like <laughs> at least yeah. uh, when you listen to that podcast. But um, <laughs> but like these these wartime movies are really interesting and anything like after i can't recall the name but um but you know when you were starting like when the industry itself like the movie industry itself started censoring itself Mm. in the 30s to sort of uh, be a step ahead of maybe some government stepping in and started censoring things and then uh, everything having to be told in code and everything so this time and everything is just really interesting and and uh, some of these movies made after that sort of self-censoring or however, however <laughs> you want to call it, um, they can be a bit held back, like they're holding back and they're being like really proper and being really sort of like that mm. uh, and talking in code, like I said. So, yeah, it's just it's just a really interesting time, I feel like. And a movie like this is really meant to... Um, sort of remind you I feel like again Etheria but sort of like uh, remind you of like oh look the times time passes and um, look at the olden times and how wonderful it can be and uh, family values and all that thing so it's sort of like escapism Mm -hmm. a a witty witty fun escapism uh, with a hint of uh, Forget your man if he's fucking around. <laughs> That's my two cents. 
Yeah, yeah. I must say that the 40s um, is probably the decade in film history that I have explored the least. Um, we should explore the 40s more. We should explore yeah. every decade, actually. Yeah, but, uh... I mean, I, I, I love film history. I'm very interested in film history. But so far, most of my exploration of the, the history of the medium has been, you know, silent films and sort of into the 20s and 30s. Um, so the 40s, I mean... Most of what I have seen so far from the 40s is mm. like Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast mm. and my least favorite Disney films. That's like <laughs> how I can summarize it. Ooh, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Fantasia. Fantasia is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but the other ones, I think Pinocchio and Dumbo was made in the 40s and I don't like either of those two. So uh, uh, I like Dumbo though, but I, I mean it's so long ago so I can't mm. say if I would like it today, but... Uh... But I'm yeah, not the, a big fan of the that 40s one. are special because of the world war. Yeah. I I there's no other way to say it, I guess. Mm. And you also get a reminder of that in this movie uh, by the end of it where you get this sort of buy war bonds. <laughs> mm. And it's like, wow. <laughs> wow. It's mm. uh yeah. It makes you think. I I feel I feel like, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, maybe not for this movie in particular, but, mm. but in a lot for a lot of movies from the 40s, they are trying so much to be cheery yes. because of, you know, World War II. That Escapism. It, 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 yeah, it becomes this sort of almost fake cheeriness mm-hmm. uh, because they're trying so hard to put it on top of the film. You're like, this is a happy film. Come and watch it. Um but of course, because the world is so fucked at that time, it's really hard to be that cheery. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a really interesting decade, I think. Mm. I mean, not only talking about movie history, but history in general. Um, but just the sort of duality of, you know, your, your screen persona and your off-screen persona, kind of, uh, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. That whole thing is a chapter in its own. But like talking about the actors, then the actors in the forties and everything. What did you think about the actors in this movie? Well, our I mean, main ob- actors is what I'm actually getting more. Like, what did you think about there? Obviously, Jean Tierney is awesome. Mm. I mean, I'm not only talking about how bloody beautiful she is, mm. uh, but she also is a really great actress. Yes. Um, and the main guy who plays uh, Henry, um, he's. I mean, in the beginning, we, we have other actors for him when he's a kid, but he, he's in a very large part of the movie. And I think he manages to portray, you know, an aging character very well. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're sort of Agreed. seeing in, in the end when you see him when after he has died and he's mm. meeting the devil, um, you're seeing parts of his young self there, you know, the sort of a bit reckless mm. young a man that he was uh, but you're also seeing how he has matured and I think he managed to portray that very well mm. um, I don't think I necessarily liked his character <laughs> uh, I mean he's not he's he's not a really likable character and there's a reason that he thinks he belongs in hell because mm. he has screwed up in several parts of his life um, but I think 
even if he's not an interesting character, or, or even if he's not a likable character, he's an interesting character, and I think that's in large part due to the actor. Um, mm. So he, you know, Henry and Martha, Jean and whatever the guy, the actress, actress's name is, um, great job from both of them. Yeah, agreed. And he, he was just so charming as well. Mm. Like he, because there was... For example, when when Jean is at, is at a uh, or Martha, I should say, I should use the names of the characters. <laughs> but um, when Martha is at a uh, bookshop and she wants to buy a book, mm. and he's being such a creep, yes, such a creep, and but like his acting and everything, he's so charming. So mm. you could see that if you just squint a little bit, so you don't look at with too much of your modern eyes <laughs> you could really see that this is kind of romantic just because just because how charming the actor is mm. so really he does work a lot with that i feel like like he, his his effort in in portraying the characters is quite large because he could easily be just interpreted as creepy and too much and he is too much but it's it's more charming too much even though the words <laughs> are not charming you know mm, mm. so um yeah a, a good job to make some someone really likable and you you cheer for him even though some of his actions might be a bit no what are you even mm, why are you mm. just going up to her and just forcibly kissing her it doesn't matter that we later on learn that she actually wanted him to do that because in the scene that is not how it looks like but mm. goddamn, is he charming? So you forgive him, but you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like he absolutely, that, absolutely. And that's the act to the actor's credit. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean that scene in the bookshop that you're describing, mm. where he's just he won't leave her alone. You know, he won't Martha. He won't leave her alone. Yeah, she's it. just like, I'm just gonna buy this book. Leave me alone. And he's just like, No, no, no. I want to continue talking to you and flirting with you and mm. uh, you know in. In the hands of, well, I won't say any other actors, but in the hands of several other actors mm. that I can think of, that would have come across as very different. Mm -hmm. But because he is so charismatic and he's so charming, mm. you go, to, you, you're sitting there like, oh, but you know, Martha, he's not that bad of a guy. Let me give him a chance, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he doesn't come off as predatorial. No, but maybe that's because he's the <laughs> ultimate predator. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, moving on then to relationship wreck, which is fantasize about a romantic relationship that we don't see in the movie, but you want it to happen, a.k.a. ship it. Eba, do you have one for this? I do, I do. In an alternate reality or universe or whatever you feel comfortable with exploring <laughs> in your mind. Um, grandpa and Martha's mother elope oh. together <laughs> and start a new life on some nice location and they don't scream at each other across the table and they instead live in an adventurous, exciting life. I feel like they could be like an an elderly, fun archaeologist couple. Something like that, you know? Like, mm. adventurous, 
uh, going on high speed chases a la Indiana Jones style <laughs> and really like just like late blooming if, if you want to call it like that mm. so that's mm. um, actually I want to see that movie can we can can somehow reality make that happen because I want to <laughs> see that let's stop it with the with the <laughs> slow paced dramas with the awkward scenes that uh, are sold to middle-aged and older people today we want adventurous indiana jones movies starring martha's mom and grandpa that's that's my ship yeah Yeah, awesome yeah i mean as i mentioned earlier you know henry's grandpa he was so cool and he was just so he was just so comfortable with who he was um and martha's mom obviously not quite happy in her marriage you know they were sort of fighting all the time so yeah yeah. but she that. had something like there was a spark in her eye where i could Absolutely. just be like if i she mean could she's, direct she that spoiled rage. the comics so you yes. know <laughs> i mean yeah you don't want to mess with her i can see her with a machete that's all just yeah chopping yeah. away and yeah absolutely telling people absolutely. where they should be <laughs> awesome yeah so uh, from that to Bang Bond Blast, our version of Fuck Mary Kill in the same order. And the smorgasbord of attractive people that we have at our table today. We have Jasper, who is the, if you remember, the uh, servant who had to run back and forth <laughs> between the angry couple. He was a Loyal older gentleman uh, who was really good at his job. Very mm. professional. Like I said, I hope he has a huge fat ra- race coming his um, his way. Um, and we also have Henry, the main character, and the beautiful Martha, played by Jane Tierney. So, Lydia, indulge me. <laughs> yeah, well, um, this is a little bit tricky, but also kind of not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to blast Henry because, mm. I mean, he's handsome and he's charming and he's roguish, but he's a cheater and I don't want to mm. hang out with him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jasper, mm, Jasper, Jasper is loyal and dependent. He would probably make a good husband, but when he's up against Jean Tierney, I'm just going to bang him and bond Jean Tierney or Martha. Yes. But, I mean, we're talking about Jean Tierney, so... Because this is tricky. If Martha hadn't been, essentially, the perfect wife, Mm. then Jasper would have been... Yeah. But but she was really, like, a fun, loyal person right up until she had had enough of his dalliances with uh, the young ladies. Mm. So I'm going to do exactly the same... Actually, yeah. I'm not at all surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Jean. <laughs> yes, Jean. <laughs> oh. I'm so happy we finally got to see a Jean Jean yes, movie. Yes, me too. Because so I, re- I really wanted to see Ghost and Mrs. Muir, but it was a bit harder to find for us. So uh, this was a good second. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it won't happen. Just mm, no. not this time. No. For the future. Precisely. Um, so, 
I want you to argue why this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And it is equally as important as the real mm. Oscars. Mm. Well, I want to give this a Gordon for the Technicolor. Just mm. just the just, colors just in general. Just Technicolor in general. <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh, there's something you know mm. about Technicolor films. You know, the, it's, there's a quality to the colors that ah, oh, you know, you, you're not seeing that today. Mm-hmm. You no, know, there's just something unique Lush. about Technicolor. Yeah. Yes, mm. and I love that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and in Heaven Can Wait, it was really, really beautiful. So I just want to give it for that. So not uh, not my mes- best uh, motivated <laughs> choice for Gordon perhaps uh but uh but that still is fair i feel like <laughs> i mean it absolutely absolutely should win a gordon for that so why not mm. um i on the other hand still can't get over her fucking wig and i'm i'm swearing a lot in this episode but that wig <laughs> just hits my nerves so i'm going to give a ming Right now, before we've even had end of the year thing, I'm going to give out a mini Ming <laughs> to the wig. And then by the end of this year, I'm going to come back to this wig and give it a big, big Ming. But right now, it's going to get a mi- mini Ming just for that. Good choice. <laughs> Not really. But uh, yeah, that's my, that's my uh, Ming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we, we're talking about evil things in the spirit of Emperor Ming, that wig, mm, it's, it's evil in it how is ugly evil. it is. Yes. I mean, the, the, way, the way it looks, it almost like it will come to life and sort of consume you because it's so ugly. Oh, you know, I'm sure it's a horror movie in a different universe. <laughs> and it eats Henry up. And all the other men. Uh, that would be a twist. That would be a twist, yes. But if I was going to give a Gordon out, I would probably give it for uh, the most stylish entrance to hell in a movie mm. that I've seen, at least. Because that was yeah. a sle- sleek-ass uh, entrance to hell. Or office, maybe I should say. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So if I were to, but I wasn't, I won't, I'm going to give out a mink. But anyways, if I were to. Uh, so anyways, uh, double feature. Do you have something you want to recommend uh, that would go along with this movie? Well, like I said earlier, you know, this kind of movie is one that I haven't really explored that much. Um, but I have one that is from 1938, I think, that is kind of similar to some extent to Heaven Can Wait, uh, in that it is a a romantic comedy. Uh, It is not fantastical. Um, You know, it it does not deal with death or anything like that. Uh, But it's a really fun movie, and it's called Bringing Up a Baby. Uh, and I really love that film, and I highly talked recommend about it. That one yes, well. but not on the podcast, probably, but off off no. podcast. <laughs> I mean, we have sort of said that we're going to watch genre films for the podcast. I mean, yeah. I suppose I could spin it a little bit and maybe say that, oh well, you know, bringing up baby maybe works because there's like a leopard in it. But <laughs> oh, that's so weak, though. That's so weak. <laughs> but it's such a good film. <laughs> Oh, and and also, like, one of her dresses in that film. I haven't seen the film, but I've seen clips and things mm-hmm. of it. And one of her dresses in that seems... Oh, it's just... 
Oh, it's like some sort of silk lame or something, and it's so shiny and flowy mm. and. I love that film. It's great. Mm. So yeah, I think I, I actually like that one more than I like Heaven Can Wait, but uh, um, I think they go well together. Mm. Well, I don't have a double feature to recommend really this time, but I would just again say that uh, you must remember this is an excellent podcast and you can just it's it's a treasure of of stories in like real life stories in that one so just have a listen at that um yeah Uh, especially when you've watched something like like this and you're really into the whole old hollywood Mm. um yeah feeling so yeah so, listener, have you seen Heaven Can Wait from 1943? We want to know what you think, so go to our Facebook page, a Star Crash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, and also, if you want, check out our Instagram account, that is also Star Crash Podcast, uh, and join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about Terror Vision. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.